Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, the Venom Site's official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. My name is Orion, and I'm joined by Carlos and Aaron. Say hi, guys. Hey. Yo. Awesome. So it's the first episode of 2019, and today we'll be discussing the latest story arc of Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman's Venom comic, titled The Abyss. In the final issue of The Abyss, um, which was number 12 and released last week, it brought along with it a bevy of revelations, more questions, and a lot of hubbub in the Venomaniac community. Donny offered a lot to unpack with this arc, but luckily we have a lot of great art from Ryan and guest pencilers, Ivan Coelho and Joshua Casara to deliver the massive emotional punches. To start, what was your favorite part between uh, issues 7 and 12, Carlos? Uh, well, after after the whole you know fight between Venom and all, um, I it was just I was just kind of glad that you know Eddie was uh, going back to his roots and uh, finally going back to San Francisco, trying to you know he was doing a little bit of soul searching and you know why Venom went quiet on him, and I'm also I was just glad that you know uh, they bring back. Um, Carl, uh, Eddie's Eddie's father, and um, you know he was just trying to find answers as to why Venom went dark on him, and uh, it just bring a little sense, you know, a little throwback to Lethal Protector. Um, but yeah, you know, it was just great to see him back there. Is that was pretty much my favorite part. So, how about you, Aaron? Yeah. Uh, so for me, like. Um... Like also the same thing. Like I'm happy we are seeing like Mary again and Carl and Anne and I w- these are characters like we have not seen for at least thirty years. And I'm really happy someone finally decided let's do some more lore for Eddie himself. So I'm really happy that happened. But we're gonna talk about in a second if that was a good thing or a bad thing. And I'd say my favorite part is of course. This was this entire arc was just focused on Eddie Brock and um, answering some lingering questions, and then uh, cr- you know creating some more questions about his past history and his family life. And I especially really love the introduction of Dylan as his son. I really look forward to seeing where this plot thread gr- goes. But like like you said, this was just there's so much to to unpack from all these revelations we've gotten. Uh, revelations like uh, um, the symbiote has been uh, altering and uh, editing uh, Eddie's memories for pretty much their entire relationship, and even uh, those those illusions, those illusions um, have persisted even when they weren't together. So, uh, and, and quite a few other revelations concerning uh, Anne Wying. So, uh, I guess maybe to begin, uh, which, uh, well, maybe we can begin with, uh, let's talk about the Maker, who is, I think, a standout character introduction for this uh, series. Uh, for those who don't know, the Maker is an evil version of Reed, Reed Richards, um, Mr. Fantastic, from the uh, Ultimate Universe of Marvel, who was transplanted into um, the... Uh, mainstream continuity the 616 universe and uh, he's been tooling, he's been toying around here and there in the background through other Marvel comics but um, 
Surprisingly, he was given quite a role for this comic, and we're not quite sure yet whether he's friend or foe for Eddie. He seems to have his own agenda. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. Seeing him at first, like I didn't know too much about him. Uh, he just seemed more of a psychotic version of Reed Richards, because it is his ultimate uh, version of himself. Uh, I guess he was just more interested of these of uh, the symbiote's behavior, uh, why it's been causing Eddie to suddenly, you know, have hallucinations. Uh, he wasn't sure about his like deeper past uh you know it, it you know it had some connections with dark origin in some sense and like how the symbiote was reacting but you know uh yeah he was kind of a very interesting character of him being in the book so he was yeah it was it was pretty cool to see him yeah uh he's not really a sort of character you would think you would see show up in a um like that actually be like in a venom book like this but um i've read a few things of of him before and he's really insane so it was kind of interesting to see how he sort of plays off of eddie but 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 also how he's more more so like more actually interested in um like in the science of the of the of, of null and and himself so he was a pretty good antagonist slash friends uh slash friend of me for this arc and i hope we see him back because i'm sure he's not done uh messing with eddie well yeah definitely so he seems to have an interest in um in null because uh, originally when he captured eddie he was after um the grendel symbiote um and null's codex so uh he i think we'll definitely see more of him um, in the future, especially since uh, just recently um, Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman had announced that C2E2, uh, the, uh, the next big uh, Marvel event for uh, the summer, uh, Absolute Carnage, which will feature Carnage. Uh, we saw him return in the pages of Carnage Born, um, being reborn with the uh, with a fusion of the Carnage um, Codex and then uh, the the Grendel symbiote, so he's now kind of under the influence of Null, and I'm pretty sure we'll definitely see the Maker return for Absolute Carnage as a key uh, as maybe a key player. Um, definitely, he'll have the science behind it. Like uh, he he will definitely be able to uh, probably help with Eddie and whoever else is on Eddie's team to defeat Null and Carnage. But otherwise, um, definitely cool introduction uh, of him into the into the canon for, his, uh, for Eddie Brock. But uh, I would say, so what are some other things you, you think we should uh, discuss about this? Because, I mean, there's just so much. Well, the other point I want to bring as well is that after... Um after when uh, Eddie and Rex defeated Null, uh, Venom took on the form of a bulldog. And uh, at first, we didn't understand why. You know, I thought, you know, he was more of a, I guess, lobotomized, I would say. Uh, so it was kind of interesting seeing Venom take the form of a dog, even though at the same time he wasn't bonded to Eddie. He was just more of a, uh, of a guard dog, if anything. 
Yeah. And um, I mean, he pre- he played a pretty significant role in uh, in Venom Unleashed, where he was able to track down uh, Cletus and his new brotherhood of Null worshippers. Um, his cult of carnage. Yes. Yeah. And you know, he was trying to warn Eddie about it. Um, but yeah, it was pretty interesting to see that. Yeah. So. I think it's a confusing point too because you know uh, we're led to believe at the end of uh, the Rex arc that the symbiote uh, is is pretty much brain dead, but at some point during um, this arc, it's revealed that no, the symbiote isn't quite brain dead. So it's like, what what was the point of bringing it in as a brain dead dog or whatever? So it is is very confusing. It seems to be some sort of defensive mechanism for the symbiote, but we're not 100% sure of what's going on there. Well, right, because at the end when when they were when they were done with Null, um him and the maker like said that uh that that they were they were like on the run for for five whole weeks or like they were on the run for 3 weeks in this like beast form and um and like eddie doesn't know what they what was going on during those three weeks except the part where he went home to his father for one session and then after that he he was stuck with the maker for two weeks and we still don't know exactly what was happening during those three weeks they were on the run but there's also a lot more other questions that that we haven't had the answers to as well which i think we're going to discuss here in a few minutes yeah so, um, so definitely the question of what was the purpose of uh, the symbiote acting brain dead, or was it actually brain dead, or it was because it, it, I think um, the sim- uh, symbiotes have definitely had a past with um, with coming back from being brain dead. Uh, for instance, when uh, in Superior Carnage, when uh, Carnage was separated from the Carnage symbiote and uh, pretty much brain dead from there. Because he was um, he was uh, lobotomized by Kane in Minimum Carnage. Uh, when the symbiote was reattached to him in uh, in the Carnage Annual, we see that uh, the the symbiote had repaired uh, the damage to Cleus's brain and essentially brought him back. So there's definitely this um, this now ongoing theme of catatonia and and returning from that with symbiotes. Um, but otherwise, uh, maybe we can talk about uh, Eddie's uh, memories being tampered with by the symbiote, which was, which really lit a fire under a lot of fans with issue eleven. Um, that was and issue eleven. I think, uh, if I recall correctly, is now um, a, one of our top performing books for the series. It even um, it even beat amazing spider-man in sales which was amazing yeah so um so from the start of this series it has been selling really well but we've also started to see a whole lot more fans uh saying that they really don't like the book now and um you know started with issue one up to i think around issue 10 where we started finally to see that the that it uh died um I think that's really where fans start to turn turn against the book, and I half of it is they don't like the way that Eddie's been 
written now or, or like how um uh, like how like the backstory has been written and they also don't like how he and the symbiote have been acting off of each other now uh with being sort of sort of like deceptive but i mean personally i have been really like enjoying the book so far but i i can sort of understand why folks don't like the way that the book has been moving so far and i think we're gonna hit more on that in a second but uh there's a lot here we sort of need to unpack and i don't know if we're gonna have enough time to do all that in, in, a, in, a, in a short hour two hour podcast but yeah well the thing is that um donny cates has you know changed a lot during these few issues uh more so that uh that one scene in particular you know i i, I guess he retconned parts of dark origin and you know, it was revealed that Eddie, he, when he was a teenager, he was the one responsible for, you know, I believe he ran over the, was it the kid or the, or the cat? No, he ran over a kid. Um, it was the kid, yeah. It was yeah. the yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the one thing I really questioned the most, and I'm not really, I'm not really fully agreeing with, is why he became the lethal protector, the protector of the innocents where, you know, his father, Carl, pretty much beat him in the interrogation room, you know, making him say that he is innocent when he really isn't. And that was the whole reason why he he became, you know, the protector of the innocent. So I really right. didn't get that yeah. at all. Right. Well, folks, folks <laughs> also say, well, he was a he was a normal guy. And so Spider-Man ruined his life. But this sort of gives more of a build up where he always saw himself as as a protector of the innocence from himself which i guess that that's what the the whole scene with the car and like eddie and joe was going to be because his father was a rich man so he was going to sell sell i don't know like the judge and the jury off but like eddie just had to say that he was innocent but he was like no i can't because i killed that kid and his father's just is just wailing on him, forcing him to say, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. Which I kind of like that scene, but it does kind of go against what we know about Eddie previously, of how he he really just had that one bad day where, where Spider-Man, you know, quote-unquote, ruins his life. But I did like that whole scene, but yeah. Yeah, I think it um, it definitely plays on the, his, the origin of his complex with because uh, with Venom, he represents the inverse of great power and great responsibility, where he he uses this great power, he has this great power, and he absolutely has no sense of responsibility when using it. So, uh, so this whole new origin with Eddie um, accidentally killing a kid and then his father beating him into saying that he was innocent. Um, I think that plays into uh, this mentality he developed where he just can't take responsibility uh, because it was just beaten out of him because he wanted to take responsibility for this crime, but his father abused him to the point where he's now become a liar. You know, he, he deflects all responsibility onto other people. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, it was very interesting to see that origin because it was very clever of Donnie 
when he first introduced that scene to us, we uh, we thought, oh, because um, originally when he re- introduced it, he only showed like the brief flash of the kid running in the road with the dog and the car approaching him, and we assumed that that kid was Eddie Brock, uh, and that um, he kept on referring to the accident that ruined his father, and and put and drove the final wedge between him and his father. So, uh, and then, like, an issue or so later, we learned, no, it was a reverse role where it was, uh, Eddie was the driver, and he accidentally killed this kid. That was, I, I thought that was pretty clever, a very shocking moment, saying, oh, no, uh, this was, as Donnie put it, this is his Uncle Ben moment. Uh, yes, I also want to add that I think they first teased the thing with the car in issue two because um, I think that was a time where uh, Rex was was saying things about Eddie how right. how like he was an only child which you know like goes back to uh to something we're going to talk about later um yeah so in that scene uh, so I, I think that was issue two and then issue eleven or twelve was the one where we actually see where he was um where like he was the the, the driver. driver of the car, and that was like nine or eight issues later, which was a really excellent build of it. I did not expect that yeah. at all. So yeah, it was it was quite the whammy when we read that. But um, yeah, I think we can move along to uh, like like I said, um, the symbiote has been playing mind games with Eddie since the beginning. Yeah. And yes. so it it plays into not only his time with the symbiote, but his time before the symbiote, the um, about his family. Uh, we learn that um, Eddie never had a sister named Mary, who apparently died of cancer, and he never had an uncle uh, who died of cancer. His uncle was actually mentioned in um, Spectacular Spider-Man: uh, The Hunger which was the infamous run that introduced um, the whole idea that Eddie had originally had cancer in his origin, and that was one of the contributing factors to his suicide um, attempt and the, the origin of Venom. So uh, it was very interesting that Donnie remembered to pull that particular element in from The Hunger, because I think he mentioned that The Hunger is actually one of his favorite stories. Yes, but uh, yeah, but I think that's the mini series one. But oh. uh, you know, but yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so he's definitely making some deep cuts here into Venom's history, and saying, and finally answering that no, he didn't have an uncle or a sister who both died of cancer. In fact, Eddie never had cancer before he had the symbiote. The symbiote kind of put that into his mind to create dependency and uh, and then it was kind of it, it was a bit vague about the whole did Eddie have cancer um, because with uh, Spectacular Spider-Man the, the Hunger it was revealed that Eddie's cancer had returned to and that's why the symbiote was trying to leave Eddie in, the, um, in that story so uh, Donny Cates kind of confirmed on Twitter after a question uh, after a fan question him about it, stating that um, yeah, Eddie didn't have cancer in the first part, but um, being bonded to the symbiote somehow developed cancer within him. 
Right. So um, I think we should uh, focus on the symbiote manipulating Eddie um, because that's one of the main things that really turns uh, some some fans off from what I've seen. Um, so yeah. So um, well, from the movie. We've gotten a lot of more fans who are focused on Eddie and the symbiote as a loving couple. And I don't have any problems with that. But based on other books we've seen, it's not quite as loving as you would think. Because starting with Mike Costa's series, you know, that's the main series that like folks have started seeing them as a loving relationship. But it was mostly one way through that entire series. Eddie is saying, I love you, my darling love, but the symbiote is not really showing any affection back to him. And and like even in Mike Costa's series, the symbiote has been manipulating him too. Because starting with 150, it, it started off with this whole thing about how, how love is pain and all this angsty sort of stuff where 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 it sets up that these two really don't have the best relationship and from that we've seen that the symbiote wasn't really loving of eddie it was being more possessive that's why it it almost killed the priest that's why it didn't want liz allen liz allen around eddie because the symbiote doesn't want to be alone and even think in issue 155 i think you know the symbiote saying sometimes i do kind of change eddie's mind so we can go fight other other villains and and it was also lying about sleeper which again goes back to it 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 being scared with the same reason that eddie is also scared of of being alone so the symbiote isn't exactly as as loving as i think folks think they are and even like when I started reading that series, I was also saying, why, why is Eddie saying that he loves the symbiote, but it's not saying it back? Which, of course, there were a few nice nice points between them, um, like doing some cute things together, but I didn't really get the impression that the symbiote really wanted to say it back. Not until Kate's wrote that um, issue number, geez, was it nine? Nine at the very end, where the symbiote, before it dies says says i love you eddie and that was the main point where i actually believed that the symbiote does want to show some affection back uh let's see yeah i just lost my train of thought here but um y'all go ahead (laughs) but yeah yeah, y'all go ahead yeah so yeah you know well i would say donnie had pointed out uh pretty early on that he with this with this particular arc, he was going to illustrate why Eddie and the symbiote's relationship does not work. It's a very toxic relationship, um, right? And it, that can be seen in the pre in in his previous history with a symbiote. You know, um, they pretty much use each other's anger towards Spider-Man for a common goal, um, and and there. Were, there may have been some instances where they were a bit more intimate with each with each other. There was something kindled between them, but it always came back to um, this path of vengeance and and using each other's powers. Like Eddie is a t- Eddie is addicted to the symbiote's powers. The symbiote has always been some sort of uh, 
you know, drug allegory, an allegory for right. addiction. And that shows with Eddie because he just can't, he just can't drop it. Like for a while um, after he had stopped being with Venom and uh, he was dealing with his cancer and then also went on to become anti-Venom, uh, he was kind of cured of that addiction somewhat, although the anti-Venom symbiote um, didn't help with that because he just got his power back. But uh, he he definitely saw the symbiotes for what they were as, um, as addictions uh, for him and others. They were just drugs, basically. And so uh, Donnie is trying to refocus us because uh, in Mike Costa's run uh, you, you it, the, Mike Costa's run really appeals to what we call the Simbrockers um, people who uh, mm-hmm. likes uh, who pretty much spun out of the whole Venom movie thing where they see Venom and and, uh, and Eddie as a loving couple so it, Mike Costa's run really appealed to them because we saw a lot more of you know Eddie being lovey-dovey, and even that when when he was uh, when he was brought back in issue six of Mike Costa's run, just before number one fifty when they got back together, it was very jarring to see Eddie all of a sudden saying, "Oh my love, uh, this symbiote Venom, I love this symbiote, all that." It's like because prior to that, Eddie didn't like the symbiote; he hated the symbiote. And he started in the carnage in the carnage run by Jerry Conway. It was noted that he started to realize that part of the problem was with him, with Eddie Brock himself. Yeah, and even even he was toxin before that too. Yeah, so when Eddie was toxin, he started to realize that the symbiotes are part of the problem, but he's also part of the problem that he has. Because uh, right. symbiotes only enable him what 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 you know, like you said, uh, it only enables what was actually there before. Right. So um, yeah. So they have not always had the best relationship, and it's certainly not as healthy as I think a lot of folks think it is now. But I don't know if Costa is going to lead to a more healthy relationship or not. You know, right. of course, if the book keep selling well and doing all that they're gonna have to stay together so and i don't think costa just no sorry um yeah kate sorry 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 kate kate's costa kate's costa um i don't think kate's wants to throw out the character because you can't have them two as venom if they don't figure each other out so i mean the thing with the thing with this media is that there's a whole waiting list of things you have to do like from one issue you have to wait an entire month and over that entire month you are folks going to be upset and mad that 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 this happened yeah you're but doing that's your own, the way yeah you're doing your own pot yeah basically yeah yeah and you know the whole story hasn't been said which of course that that doesn't mean we can't judge the book but i do think it means we can have some sort of restraint um um i mainly because you know like uh we've all been fans of of venom for years and there's been a whole lot of times where like our favorite folks have died um like we've had eddie brock died at least 
three or five times and he's always maybe a few issues later or a few years later he's he's back you know um i'm the same thing with like flash thompson you know flash thompson was was there for six years and like a lot of like the brock fans saying when is eddie going to come back and he's been killed off a few times during that run but he comes back it's just the way that the it's just the way that the medium is set up, and I really don't well. know. Yeah, like same thing with him. Like he's 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 been dead a whole lot of times, but he always comes back. And I guess you don't really want to set yourself up for the for for like always expecting these the status quo, but at the same time, it's like you need to have some restraint with always thinking, oh, like from this one issue, the whole thing is awful and it's it's worse it's never going to get any better but i mean we can't say that it's going to get any better so i don't know i don't know yeah it's, it's a yeah it's yeah. it's just a matter of um i think it's i think most of the uproar has come from new fans and people who aren't familiar with the with eddie and the symbiote's long history of, uh, I mean, I don't abuse. want to say that. Yeah, like I don't want to say that's true because they're just as vowed as fans. But I mean, it's just hard to say because it's like, I mean, yeah, because Venom is the character that always has retcons. Like everything changes, everything happens. But I don't really know what to say because it's you know that's just the way that these things go you you wait a month something else happens if you don't like this writer or this story you can always read the old ones or like maybe in a few years there's going to be a writer that 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 writes these two the way you want to have them written well that's it's, that's the thing too because uh, right know? now like because right now because people have been having a lot about debates between costa and and donnie's writing style and yeah i mean yeah the the constant retcons are kind of a little make you raise an eyebrow and it's kind of confusing as to why it's being done but right. it's just you know it's just the way how things are going in the venom comics but i have a i have a feeling that we might be done with mu- most of these retcons for now these first two these first two arcs were all about retconning first the symbiote's history uh getting it back in line after several different rewrites, you know, with uh, Bendis's Planet of the Symbiotes and the Clintar and everything and the Space Knight stuff. It was trying to, you know, answer some questions of what's what's real, what's not, and getting things back on track for the symbiote. And then this arc was all about getting Eddie's history in order. And even then, even then, we're still left with a lot of questions about Eddie's history because the whole mind game thing is just another level of questions. You know, it's like what we still don't know 100% what's real, but at least we're getting some questions answered. Right, and there's something else I want to say. Let's see if I can think about it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, folks are also saying that they don't like the way Kate's is rewriting everything and like as we said well man this is sort of hard to say um because i he's, think he's now is mark right right but also folks are saying he's just rewriting whatever he wants to do so so it's his book 
But again, people, I mean, we have not touched on on Mary, Carl, and Anne in like 20, 30 years. And sure, folks may not like the way they're written, which I think is what we're going to discuss next. But it's, but you know, at least someone brought these characters back. And let me also say that with the writing styles um, with with Costa and Cates, um, I'm a person, and I think we all can agree to this, that, that, that we like to see Venom dark and serious, but also fun. So Mike Costa's run was mostly all fun, but there wasn't a lot of build-up between Eddie and the symbiote, you know, besides Sleeper, of course. But yeah. that was a fun series, you know. Like Venom was always doing these fun things, like he's fighting aliens or he's fighting, you know, yeah, whatever. Funny. Like every other month, right, 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 right. And, well, and you know, I, yeah. No, because the thing is, like again, yeah, some of the stuff that Costa did was was pretty fair and decent. But I still mm-hmm. stand by that his Lee Price character is garbage, and I can't stand him. At all. Right, given. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but I'm pretty sure a lot of folks will agree that that was a bad idea, and I'm pretty sure he he does too. Which I think we'll talk about him in a second when we start looking at Absolute Carnage. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like you know, like I was saying, like I love Venom being fun, and I also love him being serious. And I understand that folks don't like this this series because it's way too serious. It's too dark. There's a lot of shock revelations. But again, that's the stuff. thing that's sort of Right. But that's the thing that sells books, and that's the thing that makes these characters memorable, because Eddie and Venom have not a, had a whole lot of Gwen Stacy moments or things along those lines, but these are going to be the series like where you go back saying, huh, this is the issue where they see Venom actually has a son, and all this other revelation. So again, he is making his mark, and I understand why, why folks don't like it, but I like Venom being dark, and I like him being serious. That's why, or fun, sorry. Like, that's why I like the time in between when we started off on on the first few issues of of, of the first Toast series, which was by Costa, and we were we were also in the middle of, of, of this new series by Cates. It was like, you get this fun thing about Venom going to space and fighting scrolls, and he has a new kid and all this other things, and you also get this more grounded dark and serious approach to to himself but yeah it's i guess it's just it's just uh it's just like different strokes for like different folks i guess is all it is which yeah. you know you know if you don't like, like it i'm sorry you but you know it's yeah, like what, but, what do you want to go with you know but again it's right right it's just yeah i mean so far uh it's just a mix of it's just a bunch of mixed reviews. People are not really liking what Donnie's doing with all the retconning and the changes. Some people are on mm-hmm. board with it, so it's just what what did you settle for at the end of the day? Yeah, you know, I mean, so, so I guess yeah, I mean, yeah. like again, like I for one, like I I'm sticking with it because I am hyped for Absolute Carnage coming out in the summer, but like I just hope they don't make more unnecessary changes that really shouldn't be changed because like i just hope they don't say oh yeah well this happened at this time no no this didn't happen so now i'm changing it you know like 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 i expressed i i'm hoping that these two arcs were 
Donnie getting the dirty air, uh, the dirty laundry aired, and saying, "All right, we're gonna realign." So th these these two arcs are serving as the jumping off point for the rest of the series. I hope, um, where the rest of the series will deal more with actual story and not just going back and changing things and solidifying canon. So, uh, I mean, the next thing. Uh, after War of the Realms and everything, Case will return, and then in August we'll have uh, Absolute Carnage. Um, and so from here, uh, I would say that the next thing that that Case has to deal with is uh, getting Eddie and the symbiote back together, um, because you can't have a Venom book with the, both of them separated, you know. Uh, it, and the symbiote has done a lot of unforgivable shit and everything, but uh, it's really trying to be better. Like, at the end of issue 12, we see it saying, you know, it's trying its best to be better. So I think there, there'll be a point where the symbiote will kind of make up for some of the things it's done, and Eddie will see that it's attempting to be better, and Eddie himself is trying to be on a redemptive path. So they can agree on that and maybe come together and really try to work things out with each other. So that's what I'm hoping to see um, next, is that it's not, it's not more of this retconning stuff, but just forward progress. And um, I believe that this particular arc serves as a reorientation for Eddie Brock's characterization, where... Um, Costa's run kind of derailed it a bit by completely turning 180 on the way he, uh, the way Eddie Brock viewed the symbiote and all of a sudden started love, love, loving it. We're now being reoriented saying, well, wait, that's a bit ridiculous because there's all this dirty laundry between the two of them. So we're getting back to a starting point saying, all right. From the end of uh, Conway's Carnage, uh, we were left with Eddie in this situation. So now we're going back to that and then starting from there. Uh, but yeah, no, other than that, you know, this whole arc, you know, I, you know, we got to, we got to be introduced to Dylan, who at first we thought uh, it was his, his uh, brother. So now, you know, obviously everyone's read the, uh, all the issues, and it turns out that he's his actual son. Um, but also, too, even, even Venom was uh, manipulating Eddie's mind, and, you know, he was hallucinating seeing Null. And at first I thought, uh, I hope Dylan is not, a, a, not another uh, manifestation of Null, but it looks like that's not the case. Yeah, I, uh, I, think, I think the whole thing about... Venom making Eddie see him as Null. I think that was just an, another extension of his defensive mechanism because he's worried about Eddie leaving the the symbiote. But and, this but this is the thing I was kind of like yeah really confused. It's like in in first host, you know, uh, well even before that, when uh, Venom was facing off against uh, Spider Woman. Venom temporarily bonded to her and showed her that he was pregnant with her with his new spawn, 
and then Venom gives birth to Sleeper, and you know Eddie's being very supportive, you know, in the in the birthing process, and they're both happy that you know Sleeper, you know, was was birth. But now we come, we jumped here, and and now Venom is all afraid that Eddie's going to leave him once well, he finds out. Well, yeah, I mean, think about it this uh, way: with Sleeper, at least uh, Eddie and the Venom and the symbiote had something they could share together, and he would stay there and support Venom, uh, raising Sleeper. Whereas uh, Eddie could say, "Screw you, symbiote," and go off to raise Dylan on his own and leaving the symbiote out of the picture. So it, it's a matter of, you know, the symbiote being afraid of being abandoned again. Uh, which also hits back to Eddie also being scared of also of also being alone. So, so yeah. they both kind of share the same sort of fear. So um, I guess we can talk about Dylan more, more now. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Eddie's a dad. I, yeah, I, yeah, that's one of the things I sort of was hoping and sort of scared of when we first saw him because it's like Venom's always been a character that's on his own. You know, he's like running through the sewers. He's saying, he, 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 who, 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 I want to go kill Spider-Man. But I, I, I'm just not sure how, how Eddie and Venom can exist now, now that, now that Eddie has a son. Because now he may want to just focus on him. Like, unless something where maybe his mother is still alive, maybe he can stay with her. But I, I'm really just not sure where Venom is going to go from here. See, now that see he, that's the thing. That's that he the has thing. a son. That's the thing, too. It's like, how is Donnie going to explain that? Like, is Anne really still alive or is she actually permanently dead? Like, we have to know. That comes back around yeah. to the mind manipulation point. Right. Yeah. Right. See, like I like the fact that Eddie has a son because it gives him more of a, um, I don't know, like a stance in the Marvel universe. Like all, like all the cool dudes have sons. You got, you know, son of Hulk, son of, son of Wolverine. You got all these cool, you know, father and son pods. You know, things like things that are happening. But, but for Venom to have a son, that's pretty cool. And it, but it, it's also really unsettling because I don't know where else you can go with the character from here but um, but I do like Dylan he's nine years old as I think we've seen in one of the solicitations but um, I'm just really excited to see what's going to be happening for him um, um, I'm seeing a lot of folks think that he should be sleeper and I would totally sort of be on board for that I don't see Half of me now is like, I don't want to give that kid a symbiote after all the stuff he's been through. Oh yeah, no, well, really. you give right, but if you give him a symbiote and it's sleeper, now it's like they can both be happy raising their both sons yeah. as one, you know, body. But still, no. like, I don't want to give that kid a symbiote right now. But. No, but, he, but here's the thing: I have to address the elephant in the room because I've been reading some of the comments on on the Venom site. And some of the some of the members there were were speculating uh, how Dylan was uh, conceived in the first place, and it, it was hinted at when Venom was bonded to Annie. So the thing is, did Venom had something to do with the impregnation? Is he a some sort of symbiote human hybrid? Well, so let's yeah, let's discuss that whole thing with the mom. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, so 
when we found out that that he was actually a son, there was only like two or three choices, right? Um, there was Beth and Elizabeth, but uh, but if Dylan's nine years old, that that like wouldn't have made any sense. So the only option was it was either Anne or it was a new character. And I think we were pretty sure they were going to go with Anne, but the, <laughs> but with Anne, the, they were divorced and they didn't really have any loving relationship and all the time that 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 we saw and she was never pregnant and they never mentioned a son so where do you get that she had a son you know like in between the time we saw her as she venom and 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 when when she died and this is another thing that people don't like and i can uh sort of agree with it um when she was she venom the first time like as we said they it just says we bonded so something happened with some something happened where the symbiote most likely unexpectedly because i don't think um, i'm pretty sure it didn't do this on purpose but again you know we don't know yet it it mixed with Anne, and somehow it got her pregnant through eddie too (laughs) right and that that raises that there's been a lot of talk about how that that's a no no. <laughs> that's yeah, it, that's not the good. word rape has yeah. been thrown around a lot. Yes. And I for one think that was a bad decision because that that just fuels the fire of that the that that it's that the symbiote is bad and the rest of the story is bad because this one weird thing happened. Which I don't think is necessarily true, but I do think they could have handled that a lot better like i think they would have i think it would have been better if they just had you know eddie and ann had sex right there when when um when she was shaving him shaving him in the bath uh, like the symbiote bath healing thing but again she was being shot and dying so i don't know how yeah that would have happened now yeah i would i would say yeah. that we're um, gonna we're gonna eventually find out one way or the other yeah so so, yeah. so two points here is that um, first on Twitter when people were asking uh, asking Donnie about the circumstances of this pregnancy and whether this will be addressed further, uh, Donnie, of course, says that uh, stay tuned um, because there might be more to talk about on this. And I'm pretty sure he does have a plan to address this. But another thing is that um, one of our Venom Ciders on uh on discord uh argon brought up a really cool and i think plausible fan theory that perhaps the this goes all the way back to the symbiote manipulating people's memories and that maybe Anne and eddie did have consensual sex with one another and brought about this pregnancy but that neither of them remember it because the symbiote in its jealousy and its uh, its desire to keep Eddie for himself uh, erased Anne's memory that this happened. And so it seems like somehow out of the blue she got pregnant and she's thinking, you know, you know, it they didn't even do anything and that they only just bonded. Right, but I would say for something as weird as symbiote rape was, I think if that was the case, he should have already gone ahead and said 
you have all these words being thrown around and saying how how awful this story is now that um, like now that that happened i think if that was the case you should have just outright said oh actually we just had sex and you know like we had a kid is now it's it just raises more questions and it, it and it and it throws away more more folks who who think that that Eddie and the symbiote should be in a love relationship. It just divides the border some yeah. more after that. Now there but, is a function for that. There is a purpose that he did it this way, I believe, and it all comes from a sales perspective. It's generating all this talk, all this hubbub. It's getting people's attention. And therefore, possibly getting more people to buy into this book to see what's going on. It's helping. That's true. Symbiote sex. Yeah, yeah. Symbiote sex sales people. (laughs) I mean, after all, they're getting second and third prints now on every issue. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, and it's even outselling Spider-Man. So as long as they keep selling, and folks are still going to keep buying, and we're going to still stay on Kate's wild ride. Yep. So. And and but, I, um, I don't think yeah. he's gonna leave us hanging either. I'm I'm no, 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 I'm no. confident he's going to come back to this because he said stay yeah. tuned. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, any any writer can say that and not come back to it. But I'm pretty sure Donnie has a plan to address this. Well, yes, because you know, like most of the folks that like start a new series are like, well, guys, I have sixty something issues mapped out, and of course they never happen. But this is the one time where I feel like. That this series is selling, it's having all these reviews. I think this series could 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 push up to fifty or sixty issues. So I don't. And and Kate has said that 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 he loves Eddie, he loves Venom. You know, like he's like one of the few folks that like have loved that character since they first appeared. He, so like, I'm, he, he claims yeah. that he learned to read by reading Venom comics. Yeah. He's been a fan yeah. this long. I don't think he's going to screw all the other fans over by No, he 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 loves Venom but but he's also a writer and he also works for Marvel, so he knows that sell, selling all of this as a, as like a mystery and like a controversy, it's going to wind up selling more books. Yeah. So now yeah. now another thing uh, that I've been kind of uh, ever since it was brought to mind that the symbiote has been altering Eddie's memories, and this is also coming back to the pregnancy thing and Anne, is that perhaps Anne's suicide is just another altered memory that Anne I think is that, still yeah. alive, and that Anne was Anne's own memories were also manipulated by the. Symbiote, so she doesn't remember um, consensually getting pre- or not. It's not really well. You could say it's consensual, but it was also kind of maybe an accident as well. But I think, yeah, yeah. Sorry, so, yeah. Um, so go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry. Um, I think more than likely Anne is alive, um, and I think most of the fans would love that because even online, you know, there's a lot of fan art for like Anne from from. From the movie, from the comics, folks have always loved the idea of a she Venom character, and that's Anne right there. Yeah, I have, um, a, I have a suspicion yeah. that we're going to see Anne very soon, perhaps yeah, as uh, soon as Absolute Carnage, because everyone who ever wore a symbiote is a target. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Donnie writes it in in the sense that 
Venom made Eddie hallucinate seeing her dead on the pavement. And Which would also be a very <laughs> bad blame. thing. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he'll get really pissed off. Again, yeah. Again, so. yeah. Which, which sort of makes me question, because now that Eddie has seen that, that it's manipulating his mind, I think they should have used that time to say, oh, well, this is also true, that's true, that's not true, that's true, that, that's not true. Because I think he's going to keep selling this, oh, well, something may not be true. Maybe maybe Flash never was Venom in the first place, right? So, oh, um, yeah, you would, you would like that, wouldn't you? Yes, yes <laughs> love that. Love that. Exactly. Flash is dead forever. He's, he's, he's always been dead. But, yeah, um, I think it's a strong possibility we, we'd see Anne back because we also need Anne or we need someone to watch over his son um, since Venom can always be, you know, watching his kids since he's always going from one place, one place like to the next place, doing like whatever he he like needs to do. And I think having Anne Anne alive would would solve a lot of issues that that have already been shown up. So yeah, I think this opens yeah, it yeah. up to the possibility yeah. of everyone working out their problems because yeah. you know before Anne died, Eddie was all about winning her back and being back together with Anne, so he was trying to be a better person and everything uh, before she died. So I think uh, mm -hmm. if Anne is still alive, um, there might be some room there for Eddie, because there's a lot of time since Anne supposedly died and now, so there's been a lot of character progression and character development uh, so I think we're coming to a point where there might be even a possibility of Anne and Eddie actually getting back together and working things through. Well, the other thing is, too, I would really like to know, hopefully if Donnie does explain, I would like to know where she's been, why did she be, why did she hide herself all these years, you know? Yeah, um, so I do think that after this last issue, we're going to slowly start start on the road to to healing because now that everything's been laid out on the table of course Eddie and the symbiote are still going to be be one I think we're now at the point where we can start healing over those wounds probably after this next absolute thing happens yeah. but I think yeah, yeah so. I think the cool thing is that we've we've gotten to a point where Eddie and the symbiote are at their lowest with each other the symbiote has hit rock bottom. There might be a little bit further to go when it when it's possibly revealed that Anne is still alive and Eddie learns that. So, um, but from here uh, we have War of the Realms and Absolute Carnage coming up. So it's putting Eddie and the symbiote in this precarious position where they're at odds with each other, but they're going to have to work together to get through these next two events. Now, yep, also, so yeah. No, I was gonna say also ahead. too. Also too, I was gonna say what I forgot to mention for the last issue in issue twelve. I did, I did like how um, Venom was able to safely bring away Dylan. You know, and it was a little sad moment. You know, because he was probably just gonna leave them anyway. Um, but you know, also him. You know, interrogating Carl, telling him to stay away from. Dylan threatening him 
like pretty much saying it's over. You know, it was a pretty heartfelt moment. Him, you know, yes, temporary yes. saying goodbye. So, oh yes, yeah, like the symbiote was 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 like uh was helping Eddie, and it was helping his son. It was showing that that it wants to change. So I think there is some room now for them to grow and be be better than what they are now. So yeah. So we're on that road after twelve issues and and all this hubbub came out. I, I think we're finally reaching that point of healing. Yeah. But who knows? We'll but also, see. I just found it weird that he was able to somehow form his whole body without um, without Eddie, which I kind of found a little odd. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's I guess part of his null, you know, cleansed Clintar powers or whatever. Yeah, um, uh, I know a few right. fans have noted th- uh, that you know the symbiote did have this power shortly during the Space Night run after it had been um, after it had been cleansed on the planet Clintar and reconnected. It gained some uh, special abilities that it didn't have before, including being able to, um, for sure periods of time to be separated from Eddie and operate independently so um, and that might even come back to how being so close to Null's influence on Clintar it gained some of those powers and now that has been exposed to Null once again through the Grendel symbiote it's regaining some of those powers mm, okay well, yes but also like in issue 13 like we know the next issue like they're going to be back as as one again, so I guess it really Possibly. doesn't matter that the symbiote walked away. Yeah, yeah, Possibly. Like, that's that's the, also true. Like we have, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, because it's like they're at odds with each other. So it'd be weird to see them back together, perhaps. And, and because I know that um, issue 15's solicitation just recently came out, and it's saying mm-hmm. how uh, Dylan is in tow with Eddie and the symbiote, and perhaps, perhaps, very, very possible the symbiote is operating on its own, which would kind of explain what's going on with the symbiote in War of the Realms, where it's for some reason joined Malekith's side of the war. Yeah, I, I think it's being forced to, though. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll but see. The, the thing is, too, is like some people were pointing out, is Eddie going to even reunite with Venom, or is it just going to be Eddie and these three parts that Colin and Quella are going to be a part of? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, I think the issue, yeah, yeah, like I I think issue sixteen said that that he has to watch his son, but also um, Venom's also going to be in the Strike Force Avengers, so I think they are going to be back together. But I mean, who knows? Who knows? It's going to be very interesting to see what role they play in War of the Realms. Um, Yes, especially since um, Kate and. And I think his name is Jason Aaron. I think, yeah, um, yeah. They, yeah, they have sort of intertwined Venom and Thor now. So there's going to be some cool things with with Null and Venom, Thor. So and all black. We'll have to wait. Uh, yes, remember, because remember, keep in mind, Thor did appear technically in issue one. Yep. Yeah. Thor. Thor is the reason that that all of the symbiotes broke free from Null, so... <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, Thor is the reason... Uh, isn't it that Thor is the reason they have a fear of the loud sounds? Because of his thunder? I think Cause so. Because I, I, I remember so, that yeah. the, their fear of fire comes from um, 
being for uh, the, the, all black, the necklace are being forged by Null. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I think the sound was because uh, the the abyss is quiet, or well, I mean it's I, something like that. It's something I, I like don't, that. I don't yeah. recall the exact. Uh, I don't recall yeah. either. But I'm sure. I'm sure one person will write us a whole essay about how it's actually this and that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We're uh, we're fake Venom fans. We're, we're sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else we want to mention about the uh, about this arc before we move along? I um, think we've covered everything. Uh, let's see. Um, I have a few notes here. Maybe run through these. Okay. Um, the arts, of course, was amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. We had Ryan Stegman, and uh, I just forgot his name. Joshua we had a new. Kassara. And Eva right, Weiler. that guy. Right, his his art style matches matches amazingly with with Ryan's. So 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 like, of course, the art is always good. Um, let's see. Um, I like a few of the things that they threw in there, just as as references. Uh, you had a Wells and a <laughs> you had a Wells sign. You had a Medina straight sign you had todd's cafe you know and like all these other sort of small little cameos going around there yeah um that was nice let's see let me read through these quick little string of conscience notes here oh the maker has some of of eddie's son's blood we don't know what that's going to be so that may be the shock that he's actually part symbiote or something. Oh, another thing uh, is, you know, uh, yeah. the the maker had Flash Thompson's uh, codex. So how yes, the heck which did he been, get a hold of that? He had to dig up the which body. Which has been used <laughs> up. Yeah, that also sort of brings up the question. Now, if Flash is dead and, like, everyone's been saying he's he's healing because he's anti-venom, if, if the maker duck up his body, does he know that he's healing as anti-venom? Is he, is he actually dead? Who knows? Who knows? Probably preserved his body. Yeah, yeah, he probably <laughs> has his body, I suppose, but I don't know. Uh, the symbiote did not like that. Oh, that's another thing. So, the symbiote, well, uh, showed that it really loved Flash a lot more than Eddie. But now, after all of this revelation, I'm starting to think, you know, mainly because I'm more more of an Eddie Brock fan. Did the symbiote say those things because it wants to make Eddie jealous, so he stays with him? Oh, yeah. I'm just curious if the symbiote actually did have all of that love for Flash, or it was mainly just to make Eddie jealous. Was it but more of my games? Yeah. I think that's one of those Probably. other things we're going to have to see a, a lot later, but we'll see. Um, do we want to talk about Web of Carnage next? No, uh, Web of Venom. Venom. Those two issues. So yeah. Um, oh wait, what about the annual? I forget what the annual was about. We had our the annual we had, we was had our just like the Venom short stories. Yeah, yeah, it was just uh, yeah, tying yeah. up the you know the time when Black Cat got her nose broken. <laughs> oh yes, right, right, yeah. And she wanted revenge, and then they pretty much made up, and they kept like a mutual. Oh, and you know, then agreement. and then the kind of homage to the how I almost got him episode of Batman the animated series about how all the different villains are talking about uh, how Eddie, uh, how Venom isn't scary or whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Um. 
But yeah, like there's a fight with uh, with Wolverine. Um, like Wolverine was the reason Venom started to look over the innocence because like they were saying he's just a rabid animal just lashing out saying, I effed up Spider-Man, who are you? <laughs> and then like Wolverine says, hey man, you got to chill out, find a hobby or something. So, yeah. But yeah. And but then yeah. they even had a little story. I don't know. I guess it was a little expansion of when he was the Madness Venom against Juggernaut. Oh, yeah. That was funny. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there was like this so little I, yeah. small other guy on the side. He was like pretending it all happened. No, no, but no. I don't no know, that, like, that, was, that was Eddie. That was Eddie. Yeah, that was Eddie. Eddie. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the cloak. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he was in the club disguised, but also telling the story, and then he ate Mac at the end or something. I don't know. Yeah, because Mac know. was talking shit but, about Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, otherwise, uh, do you have any other points, uh, Aaron, you wanted to discuss? Uh, not on the abyss. I think I said everything I wanted to share. Oh, right. uh, well, um, uh, well, I guess one last thing. Um. I think another thing we saw mentioned in the Abyss was Project Pegasus, which I thought was funny because that was also in the new Captain Marvel movie. So, but yeah, yeah. I think that's it. All right, so that's it. thus concludes our review of Abyss, the second story arc of Donnie and Ryan's stellar Venom comics. So, what do we have to look forward from, uh, to from here? Well, next up we have Colin and Bun, uh, Colin Bun, and Iban Coelho returning to the series for the next three issues throwing Venom and Dylan into Marvel's next big crossover event, The War of the Realms. Malekith and the Dark Elf, uh, Malekith the Dark Elf, recruits Venom to his ranks in a war against Asgard and Earth. And maybe All Black, the Necroso, is being thrown into the mix. We'll see about that. Um, Venom will also show up in the main War of the Realm book and other tie-ins. So be sure to check out the link to my comic book chronology project uh, below this video uh, just to follow along to see where he shows up. I, I'm starting to, you know, note which issues he'll show up in, but we won't really know for sure until these things are actually published. Additionally, uh, Venom will be joining a new Avengers team in May with, with the debut of Savage Avengers. Um, that one's going to be pretty interesting because it's... I've, isn't it supposed to be led by Conan the Barbarian and Wolverine? Yes. I don't, I don't know if there's a specific leader, but but yeah. yeah. For the uh, Savage Avengers? Yeah. Yeah, Savage. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be a, yeah. That's going to be an interesting one, especially since... Um, who's writing that one? Gary Dugan, I think? Yes. Uh, Gary Dugan, I yeah. think? Yeah, Man. Gary Dugan. Man. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he was mentioning how Conan views the the symbiote as a djinn or something, a dark spirit. So that's going to be interesting to see how Venom is actually handled in that. Um, and then we'll also get a short story in the pages of Marvel Comics Presents number 5 in May. Um, that issue is supposed to be dealing... Uh, the, the, this new series of Marvel Comics Presents is supposed to be... Uh, uh, featuring stories with characters from different eras, like uh, number five will be about characters from the 80s. So we're going to get a cool new story about Venom in that. Uh, then following War of the Realms, we can look forward to the big summer event, Absolute Carnage, 
which first starts with um, the free comic book day issue of Spider-Man and, Ven uh, Spider and Venom, uh, which will be out on May 4th. Uh, then uh, the the series um, will kick off in uh, August, and this series uh, this uh, this event is actually starting to look like an a, a for real line wide Marvel event because at C two E two they uh, Marvel previewed uh, their their uh, schedule of events for the year, noting that. Uh, Next up is War of the Realms, of course, and then there's um, a new X-Men event coming up. And then after that is Ma uh, Absolute Carnage. Um, also, I think you guys forgot one other book, uh, Symbiote Spider-Man. Uh, haven't forgotten about that yet. Yeah, so there's, oh. there's also uh, a brand new Spider-Man story set in the during the time when Spider-Man was bonded to living costume in the pages of the five-issue Symbiote Spider-Man series starting in May. Uh, that will have uh, him being pitted against Mysterio. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm actually pretty interested to see where that goes because they probably might add some new mythos, probably. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I think it's supposed to, I think it's supposed to be that um, this is when Spider-Man is like asleep or unconscious, or whatever, and the symbiote is taking him for a joyride. So it's yeah. Mysterio dealing with the symbiote, not really Spider-Man. Yeah, you know, like I think it's trying to tie in more with the new Spider-Man Far From Home movie. Yeah. Because in that one, he like has like a black stealth suit and he's fighting, fighting Mysterio. So I think it's, so, I think they're having that mainly just to tie into it. But since Absolute Carnage is going to be a few months later, they may throw in a few new things, like y'all just said. But I think it is one of those. Interesting things to look about because we don't have a whole lot of uh, stories about the symbiote in Spider-Man. You know, um, like we, um, we just like recently had one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just was the annual, oh, yeah, like the Spider annual for the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. What, what I'm saying is like we don't have a whole lot of stories exploring the symbiote with Spider-Man after the fact. Yeah. Because like when he was in the suits, you know, it, it was all just oh look, this suits this suit is this suits alive or or like helps me hide hide my hide like my web shooters and things, but we don't have a whole lot of stories exploring what the symbiote actually thought and was and was doing with 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 Peter. Yeah, the perspective so, of the symbiote hasn't really yeah. been explored too much. Yeah, so that'll be certainly interesting to look at. Yeah, so we got a lot of cool things we can look forward to in comics for Venom. Uh, so I think that puts a pretty good pin in today's episode. If you'd like to participate in the live audience for future We Are Venomaniacs episodes, just join our Discord server by following the link below, and check out the podcast chat channel for details about our next recording date. We'll make announcements on Discord, Twitter, Reddit, and the main the Venom site websites uh, for upcoming episodes. So And, yeah, yes, and... Like and subscribe, please, because we're going to add some more podcasts and things on this channel. But also, if you like Kate's series, if you don't like his series and we missed a few points and you really want to share why you don't or you do, please let us know because we like reading what y'all think. Okay? We all would appreciate your feedback. Yeah. So you can make comments on the YouTube channel, but it would be better if you, you know, joined our Discord or 
join the discussion on the Venom side or anything like that. We, we For exclusive news, yes. Yeah. Exclusive news and comic covers and things. We're the first ones to, to actually post all of those. Yeah. I um, mean, you are. Well, yeah, me. Well, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't bragging myself, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, as always, thanks to my fellow hosts, Carlos and Aaron, for joining me today. Thank you. Take care, guys. And thanks to the Venom side for permitting us to make this podcast under the TVS banner and all of your generous support. And finally, thank you, loyal listeners and fellow Venomaniacs. You guys make an awesome community, and it's an honor to be your voice on the airwaves. Together, we are Venomaniacs.